0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, my name is Bex and welcome to Getting Emotional. Every week I'll be discovering a brand new emotion. Or rather, I'll tell you about an emotion you may well have felt but had no idea there was a name for. This week, it's Gender Euphoria. If there's one thing you need to know about me, it's that I truly believe you should celebrate everything you possibly can. Life is hard enough without taking time to look back and celebrate the big things, Christmas, birthdays, weddings, and the little things. Passing a test, making a green light, getting through a particularly dull Tuesday. And so I'm all too happy to tell you about this emotion because it kind of involves celebrating some big stuff and some small stuff too. So let's get the party started. Gender euphoria is the comfort or joy that you feel when thinking about your true gender identity, and it's mostly associated with the transgender or the non-binary community. It can come in various forms, body, social and mind. So examples might include feeling happy with your body after you've transitioned, being delighted that someone has referred to you with your preferred pronouns, or simply when your own thoughts and your own emotions affirm your gender identity. Now I hope I do this one justice because I think it might be one of the more important and interesting topics I've covered here. And I'm certainly not an expert in it, I'm very much still learning myself. So I did a bit of researching on the emotion and I wondered who to interview, then I walked past my local bookshop the day after and I saw in the window a book called Gender Euphoria. I took a note of the author's name, I got in touch with her, and she agreed to help me find out more, which blew my mind because that was pure luck, and if that kismet doesn't warrant a mini-celebration in itself, I don't know what does. My name's Laura-Kate Dale.
1: My day job is is writing about video games, but I am also an author. Um, I wrote a book back in 2019 called Uncomfortable Labels that was about living at the intersection of being trans and autistic. Um, I wrote a very silly book about video game character butts, <laughs> and this year I released uh, Gender Euphoria, which is an anthology of uh, lots of non-cis people's positive gender-affirming stories.
0: Lovely. And that's how I found you because I saw your book in the bookshops and I thought that is perfect. You must be the right person to speak to about this.
1: I hope so. I'm certainly not the first person to have uh, acknowledged this is an emotion that exists, but I'm glad that I've been able to get people to notice it exists.
0: Oh, you definitely have. No, um... Obviously, for a lot of my listeners, this will be a totally um, unknown feeling, um, something they may not have heard of before. So could you explain uh, gender euphoria to us?
1: Yeah, so the term gender euphoria sort of came around in the last decade, it really sort of picked up a lot of popularity as the opposite of a very medicalised term that a lot of people um, have to experience. Um When you live as a trans person, a lot of doctors um, and diagnostic criteria will talk about something called gender dysphoria, which is actively feeling disconnected from your birth assigned gender, not feeling comfortable with who you are decided to be at birth in terms of gender. And for many, that is a driving force of people transitioning for many people, uh, myself included, hit my puberty years and body started to change. I was like, this is very bad. Gender, don't Mm. like it. Um, But a, a lot of trans people, myself included, don't like the idea that trans experiences should be defined so rigidly by trying to escape negative emotions. And I think a lot of people have started to come to the sort of understanding that the inverse of that can just as much be true. The idea that... Finding things that make you feel affirmed, happy, joyous, at home with your gender is a really powerful feeling. And that's what gender euphoria is. It is something that, you know, a lot of trans people talk about because a lot of us, as we start to explore gender and work out where we fit in that spectrum, we find things that are really positive, really affirming. But it's not a trans-specific feeling. It's, I think, just one that a lot of trans people experience because... It's front and centre for us because we do a lot of exploring of, okay, where do we fit with gender? But mm. I think most people can empathise with, you know, maybe you've worn something really nice that really makes uh, certain aspects of yourself uh, pop in in certain ways. And you're like, mm. I feel really cute and feminine today, for example, for, if that might be something for you that... I think a lot of people can can appreciate I'm feeling very gender today and that's a good thing um, (laughs) as a feeling.
0: (laughs) Yeah so so forgive me for asking but so do you think gender euphoria is it specifically something that only trans people can feel or do you think uh, cisgender people can feel it as well?
1: I certainly feel that gender uh, cisgender people can feel gender euphoria as a feeling. I think that as as i say i think it's more common for trans people because mm. uh, we've got contrast which can help make it a lot more apparent um when you've gone from i actively dislike things that are happening with my body and my presentation and taking a very a very hard turn towards something different can feel very dramatic in its euphoria but i think that it is it is certainly possible for cisgender people too have moments where they go, I feel really affirmed and seen as the gender that I am. Mm. And that's a really nice feeling. And I think that that's, that is something that anyone can experience.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of the dresses I've worn when I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm really, really feeling it today.
1: (laughs) Exactly. It's, it's, it gender euphoria doesn't have to be this big, huge revelatory moment. It can sometimes just be the little things that pop up day to day, those little moments of oh, oh, oh—that's real. That's real nice. And I'm, I'm, I'm feeling myself today. That's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it because I was, I was reading a little bit about it, and you know, people were saying it can, it can occur to you in the small kind of moments, or it can be a big revelation. Um, and putting this book together, you must have seen all different types of euphoria.
1: Oh, exactly. Like when trying to put this book together, one of the things I wanted to prioritize was was getting a lot of different perspectives on euphoria and you know there are some there are some stories in this anthology that i'm really proud of that are of some of the the big moments of people taking like big grand ownership of their identity and um having those really big important moments but i mean for me some of the most euphoric moments with regards to gender have been really silly little (laughs) moments that like you try and explain them and it 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 can be. Oh, sometimes it's the really little things. I'm gonna. I'll tell. I'll no, tell on, a little yeah, bit yeah. of a story that I, I talk about more in depth in one of the essays in the book. Is um, as someone that really didn't get on well with the first time I went through puberty. Like everything that was happening to my body was very much not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my first experiences as a trans woman um, after going on hormones um, was. I'd, I'd been on them a few months. Wasn't really certain, you know, whether much was happening. Puberty's a slow process for everyone. Mm-hmm. I ran down the stairs to go make some some uh, some food or something in the middle of the day. And I just felt my chest bouncing ever so slightly as I ran <laughs> down the stairs. And it was a really silly moment. It was a very personal thing. It was something that no one else around me would have known was happening. But it was just that little moment of something has changed mm-hmm. and I'm happy about it. Unlike the first time I went through puberty where it was all very negative And it was just a very affirming moment of, Oh, I'm excited this time round. That's I feel good about puberty now. This is great.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. That's such a liberating feeling as well. And I think sometimes those little moments, those personal moments are kind of the most important because it's, it's really so personal to you.
1: Exactly. It's, it's those little moments of feeling just at peace with the knowledge that yeah i'm happy with how i am and that is something that can't be overstated how how nice how important that feeling is
0: you see big things and little things take those victories where you can friends now another part of gender euphoria is that it's kind of developed from a negative place in a way because it has an opposite gender dysphoria, which is, I think, uh, the distress that you may feel if you're not comfortable with your gender. It doesn't mean you can't have one without the other, it's just the other end of the spectrum. But I didn't really want to focus on that, like I said, I'm all about the positivity. Andy Connor, a non-binary writer for The Guardian, said that while it's important for dysphoria to be focused on, it's not the most important thing in the trans experience. In fact, they said this. This approach is useful and necessary, but it's missing something. It's all push and no pull. It builds itself entirely around what trans people are seeking to escape, whereas the experience of trans people tends to involve at least as much of a sense of being drawn towards something. Along with the push of gender dysphoria, there also breathes the pull of gender euphoria, the sense of fulfilment or joy that comes from living as the gender you feel yourself to be. And so that is what I asked Laura about next. There
1: are definitely people I know who have experienced gender euphoria, who have never experienced dysphoria. And mm-hmm. I think that it's important we recognise that that is a totally valid way to mm-hmm. experience gender and to be a trans person. Um, as I said earlier, that there's a lot of focus that the medical system puts on um expecting people to ex- experience discomfort uh, like active discomfort with their gender if they're going to be if they're going to transition right. but i've known people who the reason they transitioned is purely as simple as i had no great feelings about gender and then i played around with presentation a bit and suddenly i felt really happy really affirmed really wonderful and I, I think that that's just as valid a reason to transition, to go, look, I just feel happier. I didn't feel sad before, but I feel so much happier now is just as valid of, a, of an experience.
0: Oh, yeah. And it proves that, you know, that's a great thing, isn't it? If, if that's if you're happier as a person, that's amazing. Exactly.
1: Like and anything that consistently makes you feel better about yourself that hurts. No one else. Just follow that. <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness, big fan of that! Absolutely big fan. Um, so, tell me about the other people in the book and, and the stories you've collected. Are there any any interesting names or any interesting people that um, brought stories that you'd never heard of before?
1: Uh, yeah, I'll I'll share a couple of them from the book. Um, I try not to pl- play favorites because all of these stories are wonderful. So, <laughs> um, if, if if any any people whose stories I haven't mentioned from this, it's not because they're not as good. I'm just picking some at random today. Um, Oh, there's, there's a really lovely story that I, I very much enjoy whenever I read it in this, uh, that's called My Mister's Mister by mm. a writer called Miles Nelson. Um, he's a trans man living in the UK and the UK isn't always great about um, paperwork for trans people, um, particularly when you get married uh, you have to have your birth certificate information used to, you know, whether to have whether you're listed as a, a husband or wife when you get married mm. and uh this this was something that was you know a bit worrying for miles about you know how how that was going to work when he got married and uh this story is this really beautiful account of how he found ways to have a gender affirming experience uh while going through the wedding system and getting to be affirmed as his husband's husband rather than having to have that experience you know be be negatively impacted it's it's a really beautiful story about a wonderful wedding that a lot of people went out of their way to make as positive for him as possible. And it's a, it's one of the first stories I edited in this book that made me cry when I read it. It was really beautiful. Um, Some other stories in here that I really enjoy. Um, There's a wonderful story called The Euphoria That Lies in Revolt, uh, which is from an author called Julia F. Candida who lives in Brazil. Um, Not a country typically known for being great for LGBT people. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a story of her journey finding peace and comfort and self-acceptance in a country that doesn't necessarily foster that. And Finding rebellion in the act of joy, finding the strength to go, I'm going to do what makes me happy in defiance of what the world thinks. It's a really lovely story. Um, There's a really, really lovely story in here from an intersex writer called Mari Roby, who eventually came out as non-binary and um, found a lot of joy in not having to pick between uh, one puberty or another as an intersex person and not being pressured to commit to gender, which for a lot of intersex people, uh, having gender forced upon them can be a big deal. And it's a really lovely story of sort of carving their own space out in that. Um, I think the last one I'll mention here is uh, there's a really lovely story by an author... um, called Teddy Sweet who uh, is a non-binary person who grew up in a country that doesn't have gendered pronouns and as a result didn't really have wording to explain their identity and it's a story about their moving to the UK and starting to learn English and discovering they as a gender-neutral pronoun and finding language to explain where they fit in the gender spectrum that just simply didn't exist in their home language. Yeah, there's so many lovely stories in here. I'm really proud of all of the contributors who sh- took the time to share their their stories with me for it.
0: Oh, I bet. And I, I guess it's also, it's just nice to have those positive stories from from all walks of life, but especially in the trans community, it must be nice to, to be celebratory as well.
1: Exactly. Um it it is it is a it's an undeniable problem that a lot of conversation around trans people is negative um somewhat by the situation we are put in um mm. the media is pretty constantly and pretty aggressively um sharing anti-trans hit pieces negativity really vile misinformation and trans people are basically forced at this point to spend all of our time being advocates whether we want to or not fighting disinformation and trying to counter this very big swell against us and it's a real shame that so much of our experience has had to become fighting against negativity because at the end of the day we're all just people who just have found something that helps us feel more comfortable with who we are and happier in our lives We just want to get on with living happy, nice lives, (laughs) telling people the stories of the things that make us joyful.
0: There you go. Who can argue with that? I am all for celebrating the things that make us joyful. Laura said that when she'd asked for submissions for her book, within a week, 2,000 people had been in touch, which I think proved that those stories of euphoria are out there. We certainly need to hear more of them, and I think we owe it to the trans community to amplify their voices and celebrate with them. I really enjoyed Laura saying that everybody can feel this emotion. It didn't occur to me until she said it, but I've certainly had moments where I've just really enjoyed my femininity or my identity, and the idea that not everybody feels that too seems unfair. So I'm glad that Gender Euphoria is out there, willing to be found, waiting to be experienced, and wanting to be a universal feeling. If you felt it, that's awesome and let's celebrate. And if you're not there yet, hopefully one day soon you'll get that euphoria that you deserve. This was Getting Emotional and that was Gender Euphoria. If you've enjoyed the show or if you have any questions, please do find me on Twitter at GetEmotionalPod or leave me a little review wherever it is you get your podcast from. This is just a little independent production, so any reviews, preferably good, obviously, are massively appreciated. And in the meantime, I'll see you soon. Bye!